What's going on, everybody? If you're looking for a film to watch with the family this weekend, check out Sincerely Brenda. You can go to Amazon Prime Video and search Sincerely Brenda. It's a great story about forgiveness and redemption and family. And please rate the film and leave a review for me. I really appreciate that. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Life Beyond the Left. And now your house, my daddy, Kenneth Nelson. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Life Beyond the Lens. I'm your host, Ken Nelson. And on today's episode, man, I'm, I'm very um, honored and excited to have this guest on today's episode. Um, I have the great Bobby Huntley, the second on the podcast today. Bobby, what's going on, man? Uh, it's a pleasure and honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, no problem. Pleasure's mine, man. Like, look, so... Man, we I got a lot to talk about, a lot of questions for you, man. Um, but the very first question I have for you. So so I, I saw a video um a little while back and, and on this video you talked about um a feature film that you never released. Um and you talked about why you didn't release it, but I wanted to, I always wanted to go deeper with this, man, because I think it's very important what, what you said, the reason why you didn't release this film. So so you also said something too. You said if you had a release that your career would look very different today. Yes. yes. And so, man, let's open it up. Let's talk about that <clears throat> film and, and Thank why you, for you clarify because I was like, which one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, there's a few things floating around, but yeah, I know which one you're talking about. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. What's the what was the title of that again? The title for that film is called. Uh, Herbert and Cleophis and the Unfortunate Chronicles of the Kidnapping of Miss Elephant. Wow. wow. So, okay, let's dig into that, man. Like, first of all, what was that film? I know it was a period piece. You said it was set in the 40s, but talk a little bit about that. But then, you know, talk about why you never put that out into the world, man. Well, a little bit was out, outside of my control. And it's interesting that you bring this up now. But um, I'm trying to transport myself back to that time. I just got out of film school the first time. Um, and, you know, it's just me and my friends being young, having fun, uh, being creative. And I was just getting into the Atlanta film community a little bit and um, just building my name, building my reputation. And we just, just filmed this little skit and then it turned into a little bit more and a little bit more. We put it out online and got a great buzz. We kept adding to it, kept adding to it. People hit me up, I throw them into it and it just kept adding and adding. So I didn't go into it thinking, oh, I'm doing a feature. It just organically happened that way. And I was very into a Curb Your Enthusiasm at the time. So I was intrigued by just doing something, you know, just have a basic outline and just use your wits and then just go. Um, but of course, as I was bringing in more professional actors, of course, I would write the scene out for them. Um, Cause I didn't know everybody's level of comfort with that kind of, you know, guerrilla style filmmaking. And of course with that, we would shoot scenes like two or three, four different times, you know, and the whole, um, you know, me setting up the camera and of course I'm acting in it too. So I'm like, okay, I set up, all right, okay, okay, all right, action. You know, so it was just a lot. Um, it was a two year process. A lot of interesting things happened between that time, but I was just kind of like enjoying the wave. There seemed to be like this, buzz that was growing and people were talking like who's this kid because we had everything clothes hair costumes even cars locations with practically no money you know just 
you know, the universe was definitely in my favor, I felt. Um, and, you know, I just generally feel that people love to see young people doing something and being productive, you know, especially when it comes with the arts. So you, you'll find a way to rally people around you with that kind of energy. And pretty much the film is done, but it came to this weird point where I unfortunately kind of found out, sorry to say that, musicians can be uh, flaky people by nature sometimes. And so essentially everything kind of halted with, you know, me not being able to get the movie scored. Um, it was as crazy as 25 different musicians I reached out to, or the majority reached out to me, said they wanted to work with me. So just going through that whole process is waiting, even raised some money and, you know, started paying them and then they disappeared or, oh, I just need to, need to get my instrument out the pawn shop, you know, just uh, two years of just craziness. I think I went away to school the second time. I was trying to go to NYU, but I didn't get in. So I went to an art school in Nashville for a year. And then I just, by that time, I was just so embarrassed by all the time that passed. And, um, and you know, just like, you know, certain little issues with my friends and things that was in the movie with me. And, um, you know, by the time I got out of school, came back, you know, I was starting to feel that of course, there's a growth there, not only creatively, but personally. So a lot of the, you know, jokes, um, I can no longer really stand behind, uh, especially, you know, the, a post Trayvon Martin kind of a world um, that we're in now. Um, but saying all that to say, I'm glad that you brought it up, because that's one of the next things that I'm working on now. I'm doing the 10 year anniversary of when we started the project. And we've already shot, um, this was earlier this summer, like a Zoom call with everybody. And I'm getting everybody's perspective on where they were, you know, in their careers. Just everybody was just starting out. And a lot of people have done some amazing things since then and things like that. And just the consensus of like, damn, Bobby, this movie was great. Everybody was talking about it. We had so much fun. out had all this buzz and then nothing. You disappeared. And I did disappear. And um, so we're going to delve into the emotional aspect of that whole thing and the high expectations and me freaking out and not really handling my anxiety well actually developing anxiety i think because i don't recall having anxiety before that um losing my best friend because of this because he come from a family who um how do i say i love him but i guess he felt that they weren't as supportive and this was the first time that he felt they supported him because they he saw him attached with they saw him attached with me and they saw how serious i took it so they thought like, oh wow he's really and so when I disappeared and then the movie itself disappeared, he had to deal with this family, oh, you know, so that's the whole thing. So we actually, for the first time, talked about it. And like, we shed thug tears because I was dealing with stuff he didn't know, he was dealing with stuff I didn't know. And I just think taking all of that and like a masterclass kind of behind the scenes documentary aspects, I still have all the footage, of course, I still have the movie itself and, you know, all these things to put like a reference to it. I don't kind of want to treat it as a masterclass of young independent filmmaking or anybody who wants to create film and, you know, things to avoid and things to look out for and things like that. And uh, we're going to get together and do, you know, since the safety precautions kind of, you know, we kind of know what we're dealing with now safety wise. I think I'm going to get me, him and a couple of the other lead co-stars. We're going to get in a room together and shoot it and talk about it and have our little crying moments and stuff like that because you know, I honestly feel that that movie could have been my true calling part card. Just think about it. 2011, 2012, 2013, whichever time we would have been able to put it out. A young black kid in Atlanta 
did a movie of 1940s period piece with no money, just on his own, just having that young, I could do whatever thing, you know, that I'm fighting every day to keep, you know, now, because it's like, okay, I'm getting kind of old. Um, you know, so I think that would be great for people to see because people want to know the process, especially my process, and also therapeutic for not only us, but just anybody that have anxiety or second guessing their projects or anything like that. So yeah, that'll hopefully be coming by the uh, end of the year. Oh man, that's great. That's great. So you, you, you said you, you developed anxiety from it, but so yeah. you didn't put it out. Like you said, I mean, you, you said you, you, you just mentioned a lot of things um, yeah. there and that probably contributed to you not putting it out, but what you said specifically in the video that you were uh, scared, um, that you were scared to put it out there. A lot of it was just ignorance because I didn't know a lot of things, like especially that I didn't know that you could still submit to film festivals. I, I literally just found out about film festivals. Well, I knew about film festivals, but having the courage to submit and go through that whole process, not even three, four years ago. Wow. So had I known then, like, oh, I could still submit the film as like a somewhat of a rough with, you know, temporary music. We had Billie Holiday and all these amazing songs and they're kind of illustrate. I'm sure that city by city or whatever, you know, I would have people in the audience like, oh, what do you need? I got you. You need whatever, how much money you need? Like, I want to get behind this. I'm an executive producer. You know, so it's just things I wish I knew that I took advantage of, but I had to learn. So with that, that developed an anxiety myself because we start feeling always oh, so much time. I didn't know. Oh, I wish I could have done this. Wish I could have done that. Oh, it was too late for me. And then it just kind of developed this whole mental and emotional thing, which I kind of use as a, a battery pack now. Like, I have to get a project out. I have to complete it. I have to finish it. Or just stop chasing perfectionism, because that was another issue, too. Because, like I said, we filmed so many scenes so many times. And, you know, I mean, I, I love to get things right. It has to be right. But at some point, you got to just walk away like, yo, this is a representation of where I was at this point. I'm bigger, better, my next project, trust me. So, you know what I'm saying? So that's just something that I've been trying to tell people and teach people, like, just get it to a point and just put it out there and, you know, do bigger and better on your next one. So what was your plan, though? Because you said you didn't know anything about film festivals. So what was your plan for the film? I honestly don't remember. I probably was just <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to put it out. But I didn't even know what put it out meant. So I, I don't even recall even thinking that. You know, I, I do think, um, especially at that time, step by step, day by day, and just figure it out. But uh, I was just enjoying putting clips out and seeing the buzz that was building and the support, organic support that was coming. I, probably didn't really know how to execute it or, you know, put the right people in touch with it to help me, you know, shape and mold it. That probably would have made a difference then, I'm sure. So let me, um, let me take it back. So um, your beginnings, you said you started making films at 10, right? Um, and so I, I was laughing about this to myself because, you know, uh, did you, you know, were you shooting on VHS? Were you the VHS 10-year-old, the I 8 10-year-old, the digital camera 10-year-old? Which, what were you shooting on when you started? Um, VHS, of course, the big clunky one. <laughs> yep, same here, man. Same. <laughs> so, dad worked at a um, Renner Center. Uh, yep. I just asked for one on my birthday. And he got me one, and it's kind of been on and dropping ever since, I guess. So. What were you shooting? What are some things you were shooting at that age, man? And oh, let me add this question too, because you said you were making um, projects for school. And I just like, how did you like convince your teachers 
to to allow you to turn in videos instead of written assignments? I don't know how it happened, but okay, let me try to think. So, Mad TV was my Bible as a kid. So a lot of people talk about SNL. That was it for me. Mm -hmm. So since I watch Mad TV. And the next weekend, you know, when we and my cousins would get together, we would just rehash those skits. And, um, you know, we just basically still skits would do anything I, uh, you know, we saw. Um, and that was like the first time I really noticed like my family, like really like, oh, Bobby, what you got, what you got to show us? So and we'd all get around the TV and we just watch it together. We're like, oh, guess what we just did, you know? And, um, can't recall if I would take it to school or not. I think that was a little later. What happened was, I know in middle school, I was <laughs> I was in a singing group. I started the music first. Uh, and so we would do these little music videos. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> and then the teachers would let us play, you know, in, in class or whatever. But then I think from there, that turned into, oh, you can do your book assignments as, you know, skits or little movies or whatever. And so that's kind of how that uh, manifested uh, there. That's awesome, though, man, because without you probably knowing it, even the teachers, I mean, you put in reps, you know what I'm saying? You, you're refining your skills <laughs> early on. Oh, very much that. Very, very much that. Yeah, yeah. These little stories that we had to read and stuff, and I would just do my flip to them, and the class would just fall out laughing. She's like, let me, let me hold the tape for the next class. And she was go for the... And that's kind of like how I honed, you know, my 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 skills, so to speak. So that yeah, that was pretty cool. So um, just you know, I, I've been following you for a little while now, and watching your your work and some of your interviews, and, and you 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 come across, you seem like a very humble guy, humility, um, professional, and you know, also you know, believer in God, son of God. Like, and, and so talk about man your upbringing from you and where does that that humble spirit that humility where did you did you did you learn that as a kid did you did it come as you got older talk about that a little bit Ooh, uh, <laughs> uh thank you for the compliment um uh well i'm a pk and a military brat as well okay uh, my dad uh i get a lot a lot of my personality comes from my dad uh, apparently, I took off a lot of the creative, you know, aspects that he had as a as a young person, and even that he would try to implement during his, you know, tour at, in the Marines. You know, the different programs and shows that he would put on, things like that. So that kind of um, got passed down uh, to me um, at a young age. My, my, my parents divorced at a, at a young age, so a lot of the stuff I was developing, you know, independent from him. And then, you know, I, we talk or, you know, I'd go, go over during the summer and I was doing that when I was doing so that's what I, so it was just like organically finding out that we shared that. Um, in terms of like with my mom, uh, that's a lot of things I get with my mom, but I think the interesting thing that I probably got from her that I just realized that doesn't really make sense to me, but it makes sense. I don't, I'm, I'm not a movie person in terms of just, I can't really, I don't watch a lot of movies. Um, that most filmmakers, they have that, you know, they watch movies after I can't, I'd rather create, but my mom, she can sit hours, days, watching movie after movie and she has thousands of DVDs. So I'm thinking that her love for movies passed down to me in an in interesting way. 
Um, but um, I mean, my, my humility. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's like an interesting thing for me because I feel that I'm a, a humble person, but it's like it's in layers because you kind of have to know your value too in the midst of being humble. So my humbleness definitely stems from. <clears throat> you know, my, my, my uh, relationship with God, who, you know, I definitely honed and developed through my father. And, and I appreciate he's, he's more about the personal relationship as opposed to the religious aspect, you know, even though he is, you know, a reverend. Um, but just having that reverence for, you know, the word and just that relationship, it, it, it definitely keeps me in check. And I learned very early on that I have like instant karma instinct are like it don't even take five minutes for something to hit me in my face so it's like that definitely keeps me in check it's just like there's always someone smarter than you there's always someone better than you more talented there's always going to be that so if you can just work on just being a nice person decent person a supportive person a giving person a sharing person that's kind of what makes a difference and the people that i look up to especially like you know um michael jackson and things like that it's just you never hear people talk about, oh, da 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 They always, people from that generation, from that school, they always carry themselves a certain way and let their work speak for them. And uh, that's the kind of soft touch that I work every day to have. <laughs> no, that's great, man. And I, I can tell, man, um, just in your interviews, uh, the way you speak, and, and too, watching um, the recent video with, with your actors from um, TNC, just how they speak about you and work and about working with you and wanting to work with you. And I mean, that goes beyond the work, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so that, and I, and I'll say this because it's, I know like it's because you fill people up, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that take so much from people. Mm. Um, but when you fill people up, like they can't help but to want to be in your presence and to, you know, be around that. And so I could, I picked that up, man, from, from watching the video and just from watching your, your stuff. I just want to say that, man, you know, I think just to, I like to give people their roses, man. And so just beyond, um, obviously a talented filmmaker, man, and a brilliant storyteller. And, but beyond that, you're, you're a great person. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I just, yeah, man, just respect. I just want to give you flowers there, man. Cause oh, you know, you I that. appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. No. So um, I wanted to ask you about a project. Um, the uh, new edition biopic. Um, I saw, I saw, man, like, just take me back to, to the idea where it comes. I mean, obviously music, you're, you're inspired by music. You've been to Michael Jackson. I know you like Prince. And so just, just yeah. talk about like where that idea came from when you said, I want to do this. When did that begin? Okay. So Um, so yeah, I disappeared or went back to school. Uh, I went away to Nashville for a year. Didn't particularly care for that experience, but, uh, came back to Atlanta. Like, okay. Uh, I don't have this movie. Um, I'm actually not going to talk to anybody, um, who was affiliated with that movie, unfortunately, but I was, cause I was just so embarrassed. Uh, and so I was like, I need to rebrand and restart all over again. So um, I, I connected with a, um, 
a mentor of mine by the name of Chet Brewster, who's like my industry father. Shout out to Chet. Uh, I love him very much. He had a production studio um, in the west side of Atlanta. Uh, and I he brought me on board as an editor. And you know, he knew I'd done little things here and there, but I would edit things for him. He primarily at that time, I think, worked in like live uh, programs and things like that, award shows and whatever you needed. So I went to him like, hey, I got this thing I kind of want to do. Can I use your camera in you know, the studio during the weekend? He's like, okay, cool. And I think I told him about it, but it was like in one ear and out the other. And backing up, you know, of course, you know, I've always been a new edition fan and um, just kind of like in passing. And then of course they came back out and I was like uh, freshman or sophomore in high school with hot tonight. And, you know, so they kind of, you know, came back. There was a little resurgence to the sign of bad boy and all that. And I vaguely remember at that time going to like their message boards. Message boards were very big at the time. <laughs> and I was saying like, hey, you know, I'm a young kid, but you know, my dream is to do the new edition movie. I think I want to do it, da 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 And um, just planting that seed, planting that seed. Um, fast forward, um, a few years later, I was in college and I don't listen to the radio, but I was listening to the radio at that time and BBD was at the radio station. So I drove up to the radio station, got on the elevator, elevator open, BBD and Brookbank standing right there. So I introduced myself. Hey, I'm in college. I want to be the guy that do your life story. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so it's one of those things where I have to not tell them, but I have to show them. So flashback a few more years. I was trying to put some things in motion then, but of course I wasn't ready. I didn't know that, but I wasn't ready. So 2014 or whatever, summer, I saw them for the first time, New Edition, when it was all six of them together. Amazing experience. And I think that gave me the green light, like, okay, now it's time. Because it's like you said, give people their roses. I wanted to give them their flowers while they were here, while all six of them were here alive and young enough to do something with it. So got some people together, um, casted all of that stuff, built a little team, and we got those boys together in the studio every weekend, rehearsing, actually learning the choreography, not really the same because they were going to use the, their actual music, but like we treated them like an actual group. And it was like a boot camp for like three, four, five months. Um, I kind of developed the reputation of like a madman because nobody could really figure out what was going on. People were spreading rumors like, what is he doing? I'm hearing some people want to quit, but like we managed to keep it together and keep it rolling. And not only when we, so we had a little cast and crew, little screening, which I think kind of coincided, I think that night, that's where they found Bobby Christina in the bathtub. We were gonna release the trailer the next day, but you know, we put that all of, on hold, of course, uh, out of respect. But um, not only did they see a trailer, they saw like a full 30 minute behind the scenes documentary of casting, rehearsals, filming, da, 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 and that tied everything together. Like, oh man, he wasn't crazy, like, <laughs> you know? And, um, so it kind of solidified me like, oh, he actually knows what he's doing. There's a method to the madness. And um, so needless to say, we put it out about a month or so later and love immediately. And it was just, people were sharing it, writing about it. Da, da, da. My only wish was that I didn't know anything too much about social media. I wasn't on Instagram, I wasn't on Twitter, so I couldn't really capitalize on it like I, I should have. Um, 
Let me but let me long stop you real quick. Let me, I'm I'm, I gotta stop you. No, I'm sorry. I gotta stop you because I have to add this. So for people that's that's listening that, that haven't seen this, I mean, it's on YouTube. Um, but when I saw it, I'm looking at it and I'm I'm like, yo, I I got confused, bro. Like because I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, oh, okay, where's the full? Where's the full movie at? I'm ready to see the full movie. Then the second thing, and I'm saying this too because I, I saw a video where you say I gotta get the story. I forget the title of it. I wrote it down. It was um, it was a uh, to end all confusion. That it was on YouTube, 2016. You shot that video. So yeah. I'm like looking at this, like, wait a minute. I'm like, yo, this is eerily similar to the new edition movie that came out on BT. Like yeah. just the vibe of it, and I was like, whoa. And so. So I'm like the details, like in you, in, in to, to hear what you, you know, are, are talking about, I mean, I can see that, but, but talk about that too, man. Cause you said a lot, I mean, there was a lot of buzz that came to you from this and a lot of connections that you made. And yeah, so can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. And I'm I try to keep it as short as concise as I can, but it was, a, it was like a year and a half of a lot of things coming at us, a lot of different celebrities and entities coming to us, different groups wanted their life stories told, blah, 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 blah. but you know, my goal was, of course, new edition. I was trying my hardest, trying my damnedest. That wasn't really working. Uh, I didn't get, in terms of me personally, now, there might've been other people in the organization, I don't know, but I didn't get any communication from any of the fellas. There was about maybe six months or a year of communication with Bobby Brown's camp, because I don't know if you remember, but at that point he wasn't affiliated with the New Edition movie. He wanted to do his own. So I did sign a contract to work on that particular movie, but I started working and things were happening, things were moving, and I woke up to a termination letter, and then the next day it announced that he signed with BET to do. So it was just essentially, you know, a young kid who didn't have any management or agent to vouch for him in the rooms where it mattered. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really have that backing. I have it now, thank God. But um, then I definitely didn't. And there was, I could kind of understand, of course, because, you know, I just came out of school. So it's like, but at the same time, this was during the time with like, I don't know why I equated to this, but like Patty Pies, a dude made it famous on the internet. <laughs> she took him with him on tour. And, you know, so it was just like, there was love and there was like, oh, you know, and I kind of, I hope I'm not saying too much, but there have been conversations with, you know, some of the major entities of that particular, you know, film, the BT version. And they said, you know, your trailer and the reaction to it helped grease the will of this movie made because that their contracts have been sitting on the shelf for years. Nobody can agree on anything. You know, as we're seeing now, there's just a lot of contention in the group. You know, it's just the nature. Um, but it kind of helped move things forward. And at the end of the day, I'm a new edition fan. I'm happy for that because I definitely wanted the stories to be told because we haven't had that, you know, Five Heartbeats Temptations kind of movie in years. So I just wish that I would have had some sort of uh, opportunity or at least some sort of, I don't want to sound bitter, but like an acknowledgement, you know, like, hey, you know, and I finally got something from uh, uh, Ralph and Johnny. Johnny, I talked to him on the phone for a couple minutes, uh, years after the fact, very nice guy. And Ralph, I got a chance to meet them both at the airport, you know, a, a year ago. So that was kind of nice to officially shake their hand and say hi. Um, 
But, you know, prayers to the fellas. Hopefully they can, you know, get it together because I still don't think they capitalized off of the success of the movie as they could have, as they should have because, you know, various reasons within the group. But, you know, we love them and we support them and we want to see them together. So, yeah, no, that's man. for that. It was great, man. It was, it was, you know, a great trailer, which is just to, to see the detail. I mean, and to hear the behind the scenes story. I saw the documentary too, like the behind the scenes. So it, it was just, man, I, I'm going to go into more of your work, um, but I want to ask this one question, though, because um, this question is kind of one of the reasons why I started the podcast. And so I, I like to ask my guests um, about particularly challenging moments in their life, right? Because people see the end product and they, they see, you know, the awards and the premieres and all that stuff. And a lot of times people don't talk about those things that happen you know, to, to get them there, you know, um, some things could be very challenging. And so is there a particularly challenging time in your life that you had to get past, man, to get where you are now? Oh, yeah. Um, definitely right after that. I mean, that especially was difficult, the, the new edition situation, because there was a bit of carrot dangling that was going on, and me thinking that this was going to be my opportunity. And and um, just seeing the bus roll on without me, of course, I, nobody owes me anything. But you would think if a young, you know, black person put that much energy into making something that there would at least be an opportunity or, you know, just something. So that was just kind of, and then you're hearing different things from different people. So it was just like, damn, no love. Okay, cool. It wasn't my time. I get it. Um, a couple of projects after that, which I kind of was making in response to that. Um, I would definitely say in retrospect, my energy probably wasn't in the right place because I was battling with the loss of that project, the new edition situation or the realization like, oh, I'm just, I'm never gonna get that call. Actually, it was so crazy. I was in South Africa and the director called me. He was like, hey, can you come to California? Da, 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 or, you know, da, da, da. And um, never called me back. So there was like, I have me jump through hoops and do this and that and just nothing but much love. I don't want to sound bitter, but it was just, it was tough. Um, and you know, so they're of course doing that movie. Oh, there's another story, but I won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just battling that and just trying to do another project that's completely different from that to get me out of that headspace. And I probably wasn't in the best space. And I was battling internally with a creative partner of mine. And that kind of um, created a certain energy around the project that probably wasn't needed. And um, I just had to learn a lot of things in terms of my responsibilities as the director, the leader, you know, all of that. Because, you know, I didn't really know. And um, so it was just an interesting couple of years of bumping my head and just learning different things and also learning about perception because, you know, in, in your mind and in your head, because, you know, as a creative, you're in your zone and you're thinking about the next shot, how you going to do this, how you going to do that, da, da, but somehow your energy could come off a certain way to other people and you're not even thinking about that. And then that could kind of spread. Mm -hmm. uh, and before you know it, you're hit by a bus and you had no idea what happened, <laughs> you know, right, which right. to me. So um, a lot of lessons learned there. And I think that's how I kind of refined my editing style and, and technique and just how I related to, you know, my cast and my crew. And I've been, you know, all the better for it. And even more so 
being a lot more selective about the collaborators and people who I invite into my house. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah that's real. That's, those are some things I'm glad that I learned, you know, at the truly no money, no budget level so that as we get into, you know, bigger, more budgeted projects, you know what pitfalls to avoid. Cause you know, of course when funds are involved, that's when the monsters come out. You know? Yes. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. No. So, so, I saw in the interview that you were homeless at one point. Yeah, it was. Man, uh, how did that happen, man? Um, it was a lot of different things that just added up to it. But um, just essentially, you know, we just lost the house. Uh, financials and things that was supposed to come in place never came in place. And then, of course, the the you know just uh, just being the whole starving artist thing. Of course, you know, going on tour, um, you know, film festivals, not really having any money to eat or nowhere to stay. But you know, you want to get to the city, and because it's about being there and meeting people, and you know, making connections and stuff like that. So I was like, by any means. So of course, I, I put that on myself because that's what I wanted to do. Um, but I was just so. Because I was new to film festivals at the time, so it was just really exciting for me. Like, okay, I'll go to Sundance with practically no money, and I'll just figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, so you know, just certain things were supposed to happen. You know, paperwork was in place, but the funds never came. And then, you know, before you know it, you know, you got to figure it out. And you know, so that happens. You know, I shared it publicly at a screening that we had for Auntie. And that's where I also announced that, you know, because of, you know, auntie and everything that was going on, like we were lo literally losing the house and, you know, packing up and all that while I'm making auntie. So it was like kind of crazy. And um, all of that was going on, but because of doing auntie and getting it done and all that, that's how I was able to land my agent and management and all those things. So now I have a team and army behind me that can help me navigate the industry and, the meetings and looking over contracts and paperwork and all those things. So it's like, God showed me just never stop. It might not be perfect right now. You might have to lose some things, but what you'll gain will be so much more better. Cause Man, I, I, I yeah. You just kind of answered what I was going to ask you next, because I'm like, I mean, in those moments where all this stuff's happening and doors are closing and you think opportunities are coming and you're like, okay, this is it. Um, was there a moment where you were just like, and I'm done. Every day. But I mean, you know, I can't, I, I can't stop myself. This is how I breathe. I can't imagine doing anything else. Like there's literally been times, you know, I try to get a regular nine to five job. And of course, you know, they research you and then you see all these news clippings and interviews and photo sessions and me here, here, there, you know, they're like, um, yeah, we don't want to get away in the way of your dream. And I'm like, I don't tell them anything. I'm like, yo, I'm just looking for a job. And so it's like, God is even showing me like there's literally nothing else you could do, <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah. um, and it's way bigger than me. I don't even think about myself anymore. It's just so many people that I meet and come across who say that they're inspired, you know, by me, by my story, and just my tenacity to just get things done no matter what. And and that definitely fuels me. Um, so I just feel a responsibility to the community and just creatives in general to just you know just keep going and you know take whatever time you need and time off for yourself or to build yourself back up or whatever but you know still get your stuff out there get your story told because the power is within you doing your projects yourself and getting them done 
mm-hmm. without waiting for other people and entities and companies and all that stuff because they'll slow you down. Mm-hmm. So that's where my strength comes from. Like, okay, well, while that's slow simmering, I'm right producing, direct this project, put it out, market it, promote it, produce it, da, 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 da. I keep building my buzz and my momentum and just proving I'm, I'm an unstoppable force. And, it, you know, that's where my power comes from. So you, you talked about Auntie, you mentioned Auntie uh, a moment ago. So I, I was, I, when I saw it, I'm like, okay, did you, <laughs> did you, were you inspired after watching Get Out with the idea or did you always have the idea? You just didn't know how to execute it. Oh no, that was definitely Jordan Peele inspired. And also okay. shout out to Morgan Cooper because he did an amazing uh drama version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air called Bel-Air. Mm-hmm. And I was already following him and he posts little pictures. Of course, we didn't know at the time what he was doing. And then when he put it out, I was like, oh my God, it was so beautiful. But then also I'm like, yeah, well, that's kind of my lane a little bit, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm the I'm the movie trailer guy, you know, but you know, I was like, yo, I'm digging that. Like he's such a huge inspiration to me. And just the fact that he got access and that he got um, love from Will Smith and opportunity. Like it just shows that it's possible. Mm-hmm. That was so inspiring for me. But the flip of that is of course, with the direction that I went, I knew that that'd be slim to none because that was <laughs> such a, a heated topic, like 25 years of contention, like yeah. beef. Yeah, like, yeah, I was, yeah. This could possibly be a career ender for me. I don't know. I don't care. But I was like, I need to do something with the story because it wouldn't let me sleep. And we love, you know, the original Aviv. No shot to the, you know, the second one. She's great, you know. Um, we so how did story. that start though? You saw Get Out and then where did that, where did the auntie story, how did it begin just from being inspired by Get Out? I can't really remember, but it just was all stirring in the pot together. And of course, you know, us, the movie Us, I think it was coming out. And but by the time it came out, I think I already put together my you know uh, co-writer, my director, uh, Kobe Frey, who, who I put to direct it, and uh, Ola Olama, who um, Olama Opar, I'm sorry, who uh, um, is a partner of a uh, creative partner of Kobe. So I wanted black women to spearhead this project for sure, and um, it just made sense. I didn't completely know the full storyline of us, but when we saw it, it just made sense. So it already coordinated with where we were trying to go anyway. And um, we just put it together, did the same process as the new edition thing, just got auditioned people. People had no idea what they were auditioning for. They didn't know until the first time we had a cast table read. Everybody looked at each other. Okay, y'all the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And they're like, oh, what you're feeling? Oh, oh. So I I wish I recorded that moment. That was pretty cool. And um, yeah, we just, you know, figured it out and did it. And that was just one of those, it was just a crazy time as well. Like, and even still, like I had executive producer who pulled funds the day of filming. Like we were setting up and they're like, oh, the car got declined, he canceled payment. So you gotta figure out how to pay us or you guys can't come in. So it was just stuff after stuff. But um, you know, like I said, we got it done, got an amazing reaction. And what's crazy is it's gone viral again within the past week or two. But for some reason, they're crediting Jordan Peele and not us. <laughs> so it's like, Jordan Peele's a genius. And of course, you don't want to be, you know, in the comments like, no, it's mine, you know. Right, but it's right. just, okay. And then a, a weird thing is like, damn, Bobby, you did it to yourself again. Like, the first wave was awesome. Mm-hmm. 
second wave is different because now it has a, how do you say it? A different quality of people who are like, I don't want to say upset, but they're like, where is this? How come I can't see it? Where's it at? Where's it? So they're not getting that it's just a little viral trailer. Like right. there's no removal. It says at the end, coming in February 2020. So it's they're like, <laughs> so it's it's starting to get violent and visceral in my inboxes and comments. But I'm like, I don't know what to tell the people. Like, of course, I did intend to blur the lines a little bit, mm-hmm. but maybe got a little bit too blurred. So that's kind of like what happened with the new edition thing too. And I was like, damn it, Bobby, you did it again. You did it again. You did it. Man, in Corona, man, the same thing. When I feel like, um, I mean, that blew up. Like, I, I saw it and didn't know. I just thought it was going around. And I'm like, it came across my news feed. And I watched it and was like, who did this? You know, and so um, talk about how you begin with that, man, and that process. Um, it was a scary time. It's still a scary time now, but it was terrifying then. I keep having to remind myself what it was like march april and stuff like mm-hmm. that uh, we might be going back there again Who knows? yeah i know it's spiking like crazy. Uh, yeah um but i generally came from a place of i wanted to help people help spread the message we have to take this seriously yada 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 and definitely seeing um our mayor in atlanta uh keisha les bottoms he kind of disrespected you know um I just felt really compelled to do it. So that was like, it came from a pure place. And I think that God rewarded me because of that. Um, you know, cause you put some things out, you can't really control or dictate right. how it's going to go and how people are going to respond to it. You never know, you never know. Um, I thought I would have gotten in trouble, like even filming and stuff. Like we were, I was terrified the whole time. I thought we were going to get shut down and all, who knows. But um, yeah, that was another, blessing and awesome moment but the irony of it is i finally got the look from the industry i feel that i would like but the industry was shut down so <laughs> there wasn't no capitalizing off of that it was a lot of you know meetings zoom meetings and uh, hey so what are you doing what are you working on oh that sounds great you know so a lot of meetings but you know everything was shut down so there wasn't really too much happening at that time so man 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 and then um we we you just released uh tnc mm-hmm. and i mean it was an amazing film I watched it the other day and uh I, I don't know what your plans are are for it uh before but you know those who saw it listeners who saw it i mean you know how great of a film it was those who, ha- who haven't seen it i know you, you get your chance one day maybe but talk about um that you you made you made a comment in the talk back after the, the screening that this was kind of like your first artistic like kind of film that you you could really go into your artistic expression like um it, it what well, I me rephrase that not you always artistically expressed yourself but I think it, it wasn't like a um, parody of something else or, or it's a, it was like an original piece and so you got to really um, so how to talk about that man and, and again did, did, did the fear creep up because this was something different that you were doing and, and talk about this process it's terrifying i'm still terrifying now thank you for watching and i know it was an interesting night to say the least <laughs> uh but um no shout out to uh trinity 
Films Entertainment Group because of not only Corona Man, but you know, um, a few of my other films and stuff. Um, being able to build a relationship with them, like I'm just now getting into the space within the past year of you know people investing into my my work and myself as a filmmaker. So it, it was them who made this film possible. So I'm eternally grateful for them and having that relationship. They're great. They're a great uh, team. Um, there's a few things that was going on with this. The main thing was I'm working on some other things and also because of Corona Man and the whole having investors and things like that, I was able to finish up some other projects like Connect, which will be coming out next year. So we was able to finish that this past summer and we just submitted to Sundance and things like that. And that trailer will be coming out in a month or so as we begin that process. Um, that's a whole nother situation. But um, I knew because I'm polishing up things and they have a certain track and you know going to film festivals and all this stuff that you know it wasn't going to be available to the public and a lot of my stuff isn't really available to the public uh some of that is just circumstantial like you know of course if it's in film festivals you can't really you know release it publicly a lot of stuff i'm developing for feature films or they're currently going through distribution like charlie is um now so hopefully that'll be out soon um but I felt like I needed to, and of course, because of the reaction I was telling you that I'm getting now, not just for auntie, but Corona man and all these different things, like, where's it at? Why can't we see it? So I was like, you know what? Just for the people, my supporters, whatever you want to call them. Um, I want to create something that's a longer sh short, uh, that's a complete beginning, middle and end of a complete thought, a complete story and just put it online just for them uh, as an appreciation, as a token. And, you know, further developing my storytelling in like the psychological thriller, slightly horror genre that I'm trying to develop for a future project that I'll be doing very soon as a feature. Um, so that was the main uh, movement in terms of wanting to get this particular film done. I did it for a film festival, a particular film festival, um, but they never even opened the link to watch it. So, um, you know, that's okay. <laughs> uh, so we're just going to re release it ourselves. And um, yeah, so we're doing a couple things with it and we're just, uh, it should be back released. Uh, we're doing a few other screenings and streaming things, but it should be back released, you know, in early November publicly. So people will get a chance to watch it. And in just terms of my expression, you know, like I did with Corona Man, I just wanting to help or spread a word or something like that. So just seeing the re the world and everything that's been going on this summer. And of course, you know, everything going on generation on top of generations of, you know, the killing of black bodies and protests and all these different things. Like I just wanted to have a creative and artistic way to comment on that as a creative and as an artist. And that's what uh, TNC is, it's basically just, just showing in an uh, interesting way um, what it feels like to just be Black in not only America, but the world, how you just feel like you're in a constant state of never knowing what's going to happen, or you never know when you're going to get got, when you're going to be next, whether it be, you know, becoming another hashtag, being murdered, or, you know, uh, microaggressions at work, or subtle racist things, or prejudice, or anything like that, you know, it it gets us at these moments and it's like a wake-up call that we can never hang up from unfortunately and it haunts us every day so i just kind of wanted to show what that feeling is like when you when you first you know get that moment 
No, man, it's a, it's a, a brilliant film. Uh, my wife and I watched it and it's a conversation started. It's very layered in detail. So we were talking about a lot of little things that like, did that, wait, what did that mean? And did we catch that? Okay. Now it, it was very, very well done, man. And so I don't want to give away, obviously any spoilers or anything like that about the film. So this is my um, first like real conversation about this. So I appreciate that. Oh, I'm going to talk to anybody about it in depth. So I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. No problem, man. I know you, you, you got, um, you're busy, man. I'm not gonna hold you. I have, um, really one more question. This is one of my favorite interviews in the world. So yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate (laughs) that, man. I appreciate that, man. Um, so I saw in the bio you sent me, um, you sent me a couple of uh, words. It's like, seems like it's kind of a, a tagline or, um, your, your philosophy, your values. It says, uh, um, Envision, execute, empower, repeat. Now, what does that mean to you? Ooh. Um, shout out again to uh, Chet Brewster. He kind of partly inspired that line. I think he got it something. I remixed it from something he said that he got from Star Trek or something. I don't know. He's a Trekkie. I don't know. Or something from a sport. I don't know. Right. But uh, it's my version of basically, you know, you envision, of course, as a director, you're and a writer, creator, you're a visionary. So you gotta have a vision. Uh, you gotta know what you want, you gotta know how to go about it, which leads to execution. You find a way to figure it out, put a team together, do it and get it done and get it out there and do the work. Um, Cause it is work to, after you get it done, people think, oh, just because it's done, the work is done. No, it's not, it's a whole other process. And then empower, that is a responsibility that I learned that you are a part of a community you're not doing this by yourself. You have to pour into your, not only your people, your team, but your community, other creatives and people coming up. I get approached all the time from people. Uh, a young lady, a couple years ago, I, I was eating at Olive Garden. She was like, oh, I know you and I follow you. Da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, dope, that's nice, cool. Um, and she was like, yeah, I, I want to be a producer. I'm wanting to do different things. I was like, bet, you're producing my next film. And is we've been going ever since. So it's just like when people say they want to do something, I throw them into the pot. I see how they react with certain things. I share whatever knowledge I know. I help, you know, give buzz if they're working on something. I, I you know, so it's just like being abundant in your giving and being as supportive as you can be and really meaning it. Like that, that's what people gravitate to and 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 um you know really, you know gravity too is if i get an opportunity i pass it on i share it you know because i like i get so many blessings so many things that god has given me that i probably didn't deserve and it's like because i work hard in passing my blessings if i have it i pass it around making sure people get shine love get their moments and all those things that means the world of people people want to feel appreciated they want to feel a part of something you know so that's empowerment there man i'm about to i'm gonna share something I'm gonna share something that I haven't really said publicly. It's something I've been going through recently, but um, uh, but man, just listening to you talk about your journey, um, I, I'm gonna share this, man, because it, it, it's gonna connect. But so, you know, I, I um, I, I too made a, a feature film. Well, I call it a long short and a short feature. That's so yes. sixty minutes or so. Years yeah. ago, man, like years ago, and I was in an acting workshop 
and and we kind of all left the workshop and we kind of rebuilt and said we're going to go do our own thing so i wrote and directed this 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 um project and to, you know to say after i finished it it was it was pretty trash like I, I i i look back and say there are things about that was good but it was not the greatest thing right and so i just said forget it and one of my, one of my my um actors she said put it in sundance and i'm like no it is not gonna even it's no and she was like i'll pay for it i knew like i just did it because i'm like all right but it was not it was not good and so i didn't really do anything else this was like 10 years ago or something like that so i you know i've been doing corporate videos i went to michigan state and did all this so but i stayed away from film and so i recently 2018 made a feature film right i put it out there and it, it, it saw success. And so, of course, just like people do, like you say, you, you, you put something out there, people are like, where's the next thing? Mm-hmm. Not knowing what you went through to get it out there and, and, or, or that the story is complete. You don't want to go back there. Uh, but so, but the response was unexpected to, to my film. And I, I began to try to do things because I'm like, I have to stay out there in front and stay relevant. And I have to do something else, right? And so I haven't said that publicly, man, because it's something I've just really been struggling with. Like, you, you sometimes feel like you need to uh, appease the, the the public, give them what they're asking for, uh, or um, you can make choices that aren't in line with God's will, right, for you. And so just hearing what you're saying, like you say, hey, you know, I, God's rewarding me um and and you said god you you listen i mean god speaks to you and like you were obedient i could tell and so i don't know man i just thought i would share that because i was inspired by a lot of your your videos talking about the fear and don't let the fear stop you and um that's where i am man. i'm recently like i i I have to kind of get back to where i was with my first feature i was ignorant man i made it I was in this bubble and I was like, oh, let's do this. And I put it out there and then I got caught up in all the the hype. I guess if you want to speak more to that, man, like how do you keep yourself insulated from all the noise? I'm very selective who I, I let into the circle, who I share ideas with. I even do little tester ideas just to kind of see how they respond. If they're a little lukewarm to whatever it is I'm saying. I kind of know, like, okay, maybe they're not the person for this particular journey. So I, I'm very careful about who I, I let in because I coast on the fumes of those around me when I get tired. And if everybody's kind of tired or if people are negative, then you won't really have nothing to work off of. And I can't really have that. I need people around me who can do it, can get things done, who want to get things done, who get joy from getting things done. So it all starts with the team. Try to surround yourself with people who love the same things that you love to do, who, who just 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 don't let anything stop them and that'll you guys will keep elevating each other up organically it starts with your team because you just by yourself of course you can't do it by yourself but then you'll knock your own self down which we are prone to do as humans mm-hmm. i definitely am so i try to make sure i check in with people every once in a while because i'll get in my head and won't move for days oh, that's real man so that's yeah, I, I love the way you say you, you kind of ride off the fumes of the people around you that is powerful, man. Dude. That's right. No, and it just made me think like, yo, because I'm very kind of sensitive to the, to that energy. And I can, yes, bro, like I will get 
there's times where I got knocked down for like weeks and, and I'm just like depressed mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, man, forget this. I don't, and, and a lot of times I think it's the people that keep, sometimes I'm like, I can't deal with the, I don't want to deal with the people I forecast out. Like, I'm like, if I go on this project, like, I don't want to deal with the people and the things that come with the people. Um, but mm-hmm. I always have to say, hey, you know, what's more important? Like how I feel about it or like putting something out there that is bigger than me and that needs to be out there because it's not my will, but it's his will, right? And, it's like, and then of course I deal with the, I'm still trying to learn the difference between constructive criticism versus like, oh, well, I'm gonna, you know, just go ahead and do it, you know, cause I'm, I can't let anything and nobody stop me. So it's like, you just have to find what that line is. Cause sometimes it's not that and it doesn't require that. Sometimes people just see things from a different perspective that might help you. Cause a partner of mine says something about, <laughs> um, uh, uh, TNC and I'm like, eh? but I was like, okay, well, let me take myself out of my feelings. And so I went back and made adjustments and it was like, okay, that was a good note. Okay, bet. So it's just like, you just have to find ways, you know, right. of course, we're artists yeah. and we're sensitive about our, yeah. you know, you know, so that's just part of it. But it's like, you just have to find that line, but it comes down to yeah. finding people that you trust. And I trust this person probably more than I trust anybody, you know, with, you know, anything else, you know, I do creatively or personally, you know, so, you know. No, but bro, like, I mean, this is, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this, man. I don't. I don't want to keep you on much. I know you got a lot of stuff on your plate to take care of. And, and I um, I just, I, I was excited to have you on, man. I know we've been back and forth for a little while. You, you were tied up with finishing the film. But I'm, I'm happy to have you. Yeah, man, I'm happy to have you on here, man. I think this is a powerful episode, man. I think it's going to help a lot of people um, help me, you know. So um, I don't know, man. Is there, there anything else you want to share with the people, man, like um, before we get off? Uh, no, just look out for TNC. You'll be able to see it soon. Um, look out for uh, Le Vie Magnifique de Charlie. Look out for Connect. So 2021, I'm just setting things up, you know, so that you'll see, you know, con- consistent uh, content for me. So Where can people find you, about man? It? Uh, Instagram, B. Huntley Films. Twitter, B. Huntley Films. Facebook, Bobby Huntley Films, uh, and then my website, bobbyhuntleyfilms.com. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby, man, so much for taking the time out to be on the podcast. Yeah, man, this was great. Everyone listen. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast. Um, I mean, when you do that, it helps me help other people, man. That's what it's about. And so um, rate and review, and please follow. I'll put your um, contact information in the show notes as well for everybody to follow you. Um, Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week.